0: So, if there's a feeling of being you, it's going to take time <laughs> to do or undo anything. <laughs> yeah. But if it's not you, it doesn't take any time. So, there's no need to prepare. Yeah. Because it's sort of like uh, the meal is served constantly. So, there's no need to prepare the meal. The meal is served constantly. Yeah. So. But like what I was saying with the, uh, let's say that primary addiction, the addiction of mind. Which is, what is mind? Who knows what mind is? But I would say it cannot be seen, yes? But it can express. So you can, like Jesus says, you'll know the tree by its fruits. So you can know mind, in a sense, by the fruits that happen in this place of experience. So let's say if the primary addiction is mind is addicted to this idea that came up through a mental process, a mental process... Produce the assumption that there must be a self here to be like an organizing principle of this verbage <coughs> going on. Yeah, let's just put a little cherry on the top of all this flux of chemicals and everything, and say there's a someone that's the organizing principle. This is my life. Yeah, this is my time. You know, like an overlord, something that could always like basically uh, bundle it all up and make sense out of it. Yeah. So it's like an organizing principle. <coughs> I'd say, selfing. You didn't have it when you were born, obviously. When you were born, you were just, everything was, the wiring was all trying to connect. you ever see kids and there? Everything. They're just, like, consciousness or mind is starting to move through this camera. And so it's that, and then it, it enlivens and also uh, provokes all the activity of the camera. Yeah. But it's not the camera that's doing it. It's, it's something that's unseen and its effects can only be expressed through something that's seen. Yeah, so it's going on. So there so then uh, at one point, let's say the mental process uh, was sentient, it's a and it became aware or conscious of some presence, let's say, which you want to call oneness or awareness, or whatever. And it asked itself, Well, who am I? Yeah? And it and it gave itself its own answer, Well, I'm me, in a sense, implying a body. So immediately this became the organizing principle. So self is an idea to try to organize. And what better way to organize what's happening than to have a fixed location in space and time. Yeah. This is where I am all. Everything that I see now, what I call life, is always going to be seen as if it's happening to me. It won't be really seen as it's happening. Because that's actually what's going on. Conscious contact. is just consciousness in contact with what's manifesting. You could say that's life is happening. But the mental organizing principle is life is happening to me. Which is a huge difference. A huge difference. When it becomes to you, everything that life is, is now bastardized and and is given meaning from where you think you are and what you think it is. And so, basically, life gets plastered with all your old ideas. All the old conditional mind ideas. And so... Let's say this: um, these mental impressions, like one of them, alcoholism, a deep mental groove, is seeking expression. Yes. So it appears in the mind, and it wants to get out in a way. It wants to have. It can't really have a life, so it wants to f- funnel into this event. Yeah. So it basically takes over the uh, apparatus in a sense. It let's say parasitically gloms on to the organizing principle like alcoholism you can't take an x-ray of alcoholism you can't see it in the body yeah. you may see its effects like in the liver and kidneys and everything heart but you won't see alcoholism, you can't say oh we found the location of alcoholism in the body of an alcoholic it's right on the left elbow, you know, three inches deep, <laughs> whatever <laughs> Yeah, but. So, it, but it has a huge, it's a huge impression on the mind. So, when the mind is running this spiel of selfing, the parasitical uh, that, uh, modality of alcoholism jacks into that and now starts infecting the, what's being built and reinforced all day as the organizing principle, the idea of being a self. So, now what alcoholism is, is really an extreme example of self-sentence. And that self-centeredness creates a real unbearability. It produces an irritability, restlessness, and discontent that becomes the imperative of the apparatus to get relief from. But you have to see now, what it's going to rely on to get relief from this dilemma is the producer of the dilemma. yeah, Because it's jacked into the self. And so... What it takes to be the organizing principle of the apparatus, which is going to be the navigator, the Greek oracle, the critique, the judge of everything going on, that's been already hijacked by, by uh, alcoholism. Yeah? So now, false evidence is appearing real to the apparatus. It's taking, it's taking things and turning them into unbelievable like mutations of what they possibly could have been seen as. Yeah? Oh, this person doesn't like me. Now it becomes a, an object of fixation. This person doesn't like. It, yeah? So this is this is how what can't be seen here gets to be seen. It has to take move through a thing. Yeah. So it's moving through this thing, and it gets a chance to express. So these so these, <coughs> these impressions of mind, yeah, are seeking expression, and they have to seek expression through a conditional mind here the conditional mind of self centeredness And so, they're almost like winds, you can imagine. If you can imagine that's what's happening here, when you see someone or a group of people that you think they're greedy people, they're just representing greed. Yeah? A mental groove has taken them over and it's becoming, it's its possibility to manifest. And it's using this vehicle or this, let's say, interface to manifest. Because it's coming out of what you can't see, right, these winds of mind, and now you can see its effects, like winds blowing through leaves. Yeah? You can't see the wind, but you can hear it by its effects through the leaves. Like today, very strong symphony of sounds in the backyards because the wind is having a huge effect on the things that it's hidden, yeah So this winds come through this thing, and then they blow out here, and they produce effects. So anger can—you can see what anger can do. It can. T- once it has an entrance, it can get up to a lot of shenanigans. And it can really screw up a lot of shit here. You know what I mean? Unbelievable. Create a lot of drama. And just and yet you can't put the finger on the culprit because the thing with selfing, it's amazing. One of the main movements of selfing is claiming, yes? It claims everything that happens as if it's the doer of it or the done but to. It, yeah? So here, let's say if some nasty thing took you over, like alcoholism, and some of the uh, some of the uh, manifestations it, it, that it promotes is resenting. You know, you feel things are threats, and you're angry, and you're holding on to these things for years and years and years. They're all historical stories. A feeling of anxiety all the time. You're not going to get what you want, or lose what you have, and it means a huge amount not to get what you want, and it's meaning a huge amount. You know, to lose what you what you have, yes, and then it provokes you to move and do whatever you can to get what you think you need or want, with no consideration of others. Yeah? You become what you would call very self-centered. Yeah? So it takes you over. I don't know why I'm getting into this modality, but I'll go for it. It takes you over, and then it expresses for you. And while it's expressing for you, the apparatus organizing principle, being infected with it. Claims it to be, I'm the one who's anxious. I'm the one who's fearful. I'm the one who's resentful. I'm the one who did these terrible things. I'm the one who did all this. I'm the thinker of these nasty thoughts I'm having about you. And as soon as... So all this expression of, let's say, a foreign installment, that if you could see it as a foreign installment, which would speed up its demise, you're claiming or the organizing principle the sense of being a self is claiming all of this foreign installment's expressions as its own this is called bondage of self (laughs) so self can't get out of self because if you're identified as the one who's leaving the problem yes and the problem is what leaves with you then therefore self can never get out of the problem Because it's the feeling of being a long-lasting, independent, separate entity, which is like the receiving plate that's picking up all these mental impressions. Yes? You might call them baser ones, or let's say, if you want to break it into a dualistic approach, dark or light. But you're like, no matter what your little narrative is, like, I hate to, I don't like to be like this, you're picking up all those, like, waves, mental waves, like a giant satellite dish, and you're just receiving and transmitting, and, and in the transmissions, you're claiming every one of those transmissions is yours. That's You can't be more identified that, than that, yeah? When you can't even recognize what's expressing through this possibility, it's fucking crazy. You immediately maybe realize it's crazy, but you say, I'm crazy. You immediately leap into the position of, I'm the one who's doing the crazy. Yeah? And if you're identified as something that's driving you crazy, you can never get free from it. You're looking, you're hoping to get free as it, which is an impossibility. How can a system, like they say in recovery, self-reliance has failed us. Why did it fail you? It's not personal, it's not because of you it failed, it's a failed system. The way you take it when you're in self-centeredness, it failed me. See, if I could only manage better, it wouldn't fail me, so you're the the defect, you're the problem, instead of the thing that's taking you over. Yeah. This is called self-centeredness, so no, it's like a giant game of limbo. You'll just keep getting lower. You ask, How far can you go? You'll just keep getting lower. To sort of sort of rationalize and excuse this unbelievable, unbearable eagle, restlessness and discontent, and actually a form of slavery in a sense. Yeah. Because everything that's being broadcast through you, you're claiming to be yours. <laughs> there's a huge difference, I'm telling you, there's a huge difference between anxiety and my anxiety. When you claim the anxiety, and it's my anxiety, it spawns tons of stories about you having anxiety. <laughs> I mean, you, you have offspring galore every freaking day. Selfing is claiming everything and spawning with it, like having intercourse with it, and just producing its little babies called stories. <laughs> and you got tons of stories running around, and you're beholden to those stories. This is your plan. You gotta feed them, you gotta be right about them, you gotta share them with others to get co-signing of it. You wanna keep yes, it's like it's like you're a giant foster family to bring in all this shit that you have absolutely nothing to do with. That if you saw you had nothing to do with it, your mind would entertain, hey, I can be free of this because I actually have nothing to do with it. You cannot entertain being free of what you identified as. You can only entertain freedom as something you want to get. But this is freedom from, not as, yeah? It doesn't work as. Self, the selfing, though it it, it it seems to produce a hologram from its constant seeing by mind of its appearance, you know, the selfing, the verb of selfing, produces there's a big leap when an un, when an ignorant mind sees selfing, yes? this thought stream and this feeling and all the stories and the historical uh, files that come from nowhere, when it sees that in a point of ignorance, yes, there's a huge leap that there's a someone. Yeah? You see it and there's this huge feeling that there's someone that's seeing it. Yeah? Or there's someone that's doing it. But in fact, life is just verbing. There's no noun. There's no big seer. There's just seeing yeah. There's no thinker, there's just thinking. There's no feeler, there's just feeling. Yes? This is like an active interface. It's feeling, thoughts are being produced like this. But where in hell do is there an elite to there must be a thinker? There must be a feeler. Who the fuck says that? Selfing? That's what it says. That's its logic. It can't break out of the, the confines of its own. Uh, conditional format. Yeah, Its logic is, if it senses a verb, there must be a noun. Yes? So thinking, I'm a thinker. Thoughts, they must be about an object, me. So in one sense, you're claiming the same, in two different seconds, you're claiming to be the subject, I'm the seer of the thoughts, and the object, the thoughts are about me. (laughs) Which is it? Are you an object or are you the subject? Yes? I'm thinking about me. <laughs> Wait a minute. When I'm thinking about me. That's a pretty inter- interesting thing. <laughs> so me is like an object that me as a subject can think about. All right. And then it switches around. All right, now I'm all subject. I'm just thinking about you. Which I can't get that this is a you. So when I'm thinking about this you, it's just like when I'm thinking about this you, but how it's held is this use of me. <laughs> <laughs> and yet, like we talked the other night, here I'm in this room, and let's see, for the, the for the internet population, there's 83 people Yes, we have a large crowd today. And so I'm, I'm, there's an experience going on, right? So I could basically say, I'm seeing you. Yeah, you, 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 you. So, I'm seeing you, yes? Now, if we asked over here what's happening with them, they would say, I'm seeing you. And they say, you, 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 you. And everyone in this room would be making a very clear statement, I am seeing you. Okay? Now, okay, now what happens? So, I'm seeing you. And how I see what I call you is as a body. Yes? That's how I can recognize you're here in a sense. Yeah. Yet when and then she's looking at me as this as a body. So to you, you to all of you, I'm a you. Yeah? And to all of all to, to this, you're all you's. And so here I am in a room and there's let's say 800 people, and every every one of those people's experience of me is I'm a you. Yeah. But I would suddenly say, no, this you is a me, <laughs> because I the mental process claimed the I-ness, which is what's actually seen, claimed it, yes, put it, this is the flagpole of it, so it uses the flagpole to unfurl its flag, which is subjectivity. I am seeing you, and the you, that not I that's seen is me, meaning a body, yes? But in a fact, in your experience, this body is seen much clearly as a you. Yeah? And if I go to, in everywhere in the world, if every person in the world voted on what was happening, what they were seeing when they were looking in this direction, it would be you. And yet, I'm the only one that says, no, it's me. (laughs) Wait a minute. I know what you are like. I'm me. Yeah? Yes? And no matter, you can get 10 people, 8 billion people, they'd all see this as a you, but in this mental stubbornness, I'm overriding that seeing this as a you, and I'm having the exact same experience, I'm seeing this as a you, but I'm saying it's me. So the mental process, totally rooted the brain process with the body, is claiming the subjectivity, which moves through the body, but is not of the body, yes? It's less, you could call it the animating principle of the body, but it's not part of the body. Yeah? The brain is not producing this. The brain is like a, a set of lenses that this shines through to produce effects Yes? In other words, this is more like a camera tripod and a light's moving through the camera tripod and your conditionality of mind, conditional mind, is like the the degrees of the lenses that refract light a certain way. So you see things differently than I do. You have a subjective experience based on the camera location. But what's having that subjective experience is pure subjectivity. There isn't a you having the experience. That's the story of the mental process. And selfing send, produces a story of being a you that's doing it. So you believe you're thinking, you believe that you're seeing, you're hearing, you're feeling, you're touching, but in a sense it's a huge mental leap. Yeah? It's a recognition of the seeing, but then a claiming of the seeing. And then the mental process puts its idea behind the seeing, and seeing now becomes a verb you're doing. Well, in fact, I don't see it that way. I would say there's seeing, and there's no noun behind the seeing. All there is is seeing. There's no way, you want to call it a divine seer? I don't believe there's a seer. There's just seeing. And there's no room in that seeing for a noun to get behind it and claim it. Yeah? That's a, an appearance of the mental process. Let's say prior, before, in like uh, on this side of the seeing. It never is able to get behind the seeing and become a seer because it's what's being seen, just like you're seeing it right now. <laughs> it's an object that's claiming itself to be a subject. Yeah, It's a big heist. It's a huge heist, and it doesn't hold water at all. And each, every second, the ridiculousness of it is totally revealed, but it hides that by getting solely, totally invested into time. So it never actually is here, it's only in a mental here, which is just made up of there and then, yeah? The mental, all you get when you believe you're here in the mental realm is just chock full of past fucking crazy things and future speculations. So if you believe you're here, but it's a mental here, all you're in is there and then. In this manifest here, it, the ridiculousness of the idea that you're the one that's seeing is so freaking obvious, Yes? It, it, it just breaks down the whole charade that can only be produced and maintained in time. Yeah? Without time, without the, the time ingredient, what is not seen through would be obviously through, seen through at every moment. Because every moment is indistinguishable from the moment. Yeah? There's just little mental lines and partitions and little, you know, like, you know, like a pie cutter. But it never cuts the pie. Yeah? There's just moment. There's just honest. There's no beginning to it. There's no end to it. And in a sense, the basic frame of, or common denominator of honest doesn't change in time because it's a timeless quality. So therefore, every moment of time, in every one of those partitions, the fact of the timelessness is always available at all time because it's not of time. So the, The seeming problem, its solution is always available every time, every moment in time that the problem appears, the solution is there. Because there's timelessness there, yeah? So (laughs) So, each moment, no matter how far away you think you are from it, or how close you think you are from it, you can't be far or close, because each moment of time... Is, is cradled in timelessness, yes? So your solution is always available in the right when the activity of the problem is, is going on, yes? Yeah? There isn't a real problem, there's an appearance of one, yes? So in the appearance of the problem, all of that always has to take time, and yet every moment of time is cradled in timelessness. So the solution is always available at all times, right where you are, with no requirement necessary to need it. Because you're there. You are it. It's not, instead of being self-centered, you become, in a sense, centered. And that centered is wherever you are. Because in every point of everywhere is everywhere. Yes? You can't have a special somewhere in everywhere. Yeah. There's no path I have to take to get to everywhere. Yeah. I guess I couldn't be away from everywhere. Every place and every moment of time and every place I seem to be appearing in is an aspect of everywhere. So I'm in the center at all times. In self-centeredness, you don't believe that to be so. You believe you're in a special somewhere and you're trying to buy maps of how to get to everywhere or take practices (coughs) to get to everywhere. What you really want to do is get a conceptual everywhere and then drag it back into your little gated community of a special somewhere so that you can have everywhere Like you'd have a pet or something, yes? But in fact, you can't have everywhere. Its condition is prior to having and losing. You are it, yes? (laughs) So the immediacy of the solution is what overrides anything about time. That's it. When you start getting that stamp on some downloads, the timeless aspect of it, you realize everything is just a story about time mind has this, a body, it's an object, right? It can fixate on this body and mind and it can appear anywhere else at any other time, that's what it does. Yeah? So you go back into this imaginary place called the past and when the, your thought system presents you, it presents you as a body, yeah? So when you're thinking about you 30 years ago, you're thinking about you as a body. You cannot. You can't picture yourself at any other time than now other than as a body. <laughs> the only way you can picture yourself and worrying about you in the future is as a body. You cannot worry about you as spirit. <laughs> you can't think about you as spirit. You really can't. Let me think about my spirit. You'll be thinking about your spirit in the context of being a body or in a body. The body imprint will be on every thought that that system produces. Yes? Every thought. You won't never have a thought that doesn't have and the inclusion of the body somehow. Because that's its reference point. That's what it's built to reinforce and support all day. Like Einstein says, you can't go to the what produced a problem and get a solution from it. Yes, self can't get out of self. This is the beauty of it. Because it's like people are trying to get into the moment. If they were just entertained, they can't be out of the moment. All that incredible, insane antics of you know, agitated mind. I've got to get into the moment. Am I in the moment? And so, you know, all these, and then you get little, the ten signs that will say you're really in the moment. You've got to up, right, with five of them today. You know, we're part of, right? One day I had all ten. He's in the moment. But then you seem to be out of the moment all day. Yeah? And then on the other way, everyone's trying to get out of self somehow. Everyone's shopping today. Everyone's drinking today. Everyone's shooting dope today. There is, a, there is an element of wanting to escape what they think they're in, yes? So they're trying to get out of self, but it's totally impossible for them to ever be in self. Yeah? So they're trying to get into what they can't be out of, and they're trying to get out of in, from what they can't be in. <laughs> it's got you going this way and that way, thinking you're going to Idaho, but you're driving the exact wrong way. All right. I've been trying to get in the moment. Give me a break! You've never been out of any moment that that comprises what you call your life. if you were, if you wouldn't have a life. It would been over. <laughs> and yet, oh, I get tons of. It. I got to get out of self, out of self. So, have you ever entertained? It's impossible for your mind to actually be in self. Why not go there? But that wouldn't take any time at all. Exactly. It's a timeless solution. The best way to get out of something is realize you're not in it. It takes absolutely no time to get out of what you're not in. <laughs> it's immediate. It's so fast. It may take you a little while for the mind to adapt to a timeless sort of sort of uh, sense. Yeah. It has the qualities, but it's been addicted to time for quite a while. But it will get into the habit of it very quickly. Yeah. And it will see once you start leaving that artificial system of thought and interpretation, I'm not you not leaving it, but mine, it may be a little bumpy to begin with, but you just, it's such a more relaxed (laughs) state, because the other state is an ease and comfort is basically the primary, it's like when you were a kid, you really weren't finding any fault, usually, well, you flip out occasionally, but most of the time, you were right where you were because your mind hadn't entertained it could be anywhere else, right? When I was a kid, I hadn't got much time concept hadn't set in yet. So when I was playing on Saturday, that was that. There wasn't worry about, will I be playing next week? I didn't have any way to worry about next week. I didn't have the concept yet. It hadn't, been, it hadn't been fitted yet. You had the little head helmet. You know what I mean? I the selfing hadn't been come over and I was breathing that fucking rarefied air of I.D. Mile. No, I was sort of free ranging. And there was an, and there was no need. I wasn't looking to go on retreats, or, you know, learn how to meditate, or anything. There wasn't any drive to get out of where I was, <laughs> because there was no possibility I could be out of where I was. Yeah, it's just the way it was. And it was not. What happened is, incredible set of possibilities that are impossible started to be entertained. From this idea of being a self, I can be out of a moment. I'm not actually here. Yes, you are. You look at the surveillance tape, you're in this room today as a body. No, but I wasn't. I was thinking about something else, but you were doing that here. You know what I mean? There's no way you can escape here. No matter how much belief you have, belief you have that you've escaped in the past, you haven't. That was the dilemma when you shot Dope. You felt like you escaped, but when you came down, the police were still there. They were arresting you, just like they were arresting you 20 minutes before. I thought I got out of here. You didn't go anywhere, mother. (laughs) This is all insanity that's believed by this system of mind and interpretation called self-centeredness. And if the mind is reflecting that, in a a sense of ignorance, taking itself to be the reflection, because... Selfing is appearing in mind, it's not what has the mind, it's not the mind, it's just an appearance in mind, it's another verb that awareness is aware of, yes? But if the awareness becomes aware of it, and there's a certain crossing a line and it gets addicted, the mind gets addicted to what it's aware of, which is selfing, like a desire to become, you know, I could be special, I could something instead of universal love I want a separate love just between you and me yes you know I don't want to feel great all the time I want to be the one that feels really good and everyone else feels bad you know there's this drive to be special it's separate it tries to be exclude it's not inclusive it's looking to be unique all of this drive and it's a huge addictive quality to it so most people would say they'd like to be free but they really don't want to be free. They want to be. They want to want to be free. If it's fashionable, but they have no intention. If they, if, if, if they, if an epiphany came over them, their mind would be clamoring to claim it. I'm, I'm having this great spiritual experience as a way of shutting it off. The claiming actually shuts it off. It doesn't give it more life. It deadens it. Yeah. As soon as the mind claims something, as the someone who had it, you've muted it. It's when you can live life without that claiming aspect. So everything changes just by one word. If you have the idea of money, if you put the word my in front of it, it's a huge difference. If you drop the my, it's it's, it's different again. Much lighter. Yeah? My health, health. Much lighter health than my health. Body? Yeah, Yeah. body. Take care of it. My body. Fucking go over it every day. Uh, Seriously. I never got obsessed over someone else's hem on their pants as I've done on mine. So it's not like I have obsession with pants hems. Hems of pants. It has to do with my. My is the vehicle for the obsession, yes? The claiming first has to be in place and it sets off the obsessiveness. So we're not trying to deal with the obsessiveness. That's that's just a runaway aspect of the dis-ease. We're attempting to look at how does that obsessiveness have so much life. It's the mind. Yeah. If the mind drops out, you'll see things will change. And then you're on to something. So if there's no my, if there's no claiming, then the whole the whole root of the self thing has now been weakened. Because this major movement is claiming. That's what it does. It doesn't have a life, so it says it's my life. Yet yeah, it makes up time It says it's my time. Yeah, and it has tons of ideas about it. I should, can't spend any of my time you. my time is much more valuable than your time <laughs> all this, it just riffs unbelievable. it's all selfing and it's sort of like all it wants to do is fill up the empty space of its own nature it just wants to post billboards and coming shows and everything on it just get concerned about all this shit yeah you know, all content so that it can forget the context of its own nature. but that context is available at all times mind is mind and just like in buddhism they say enlightened mind and ordinary mind are the same mind Yeah, mind is an infinite possibility of impression seeking expression yeah so when I don't know what happened with me, I just entertain this idea and my mind is and then downloads started to happen that reinforced what I was entertaining. And then it was like an unspoken yes took over that galvanized everything. And then what I used to hope for as an experience stabilized more like a state. You know? And then it influenced all my experiences during the day. Instead of having one great experience during a day of all the old mediocre experiences, this this became the emphasis not on what was happening but the how, you know, what allowed it to happen. What's the f- context of it? And that that uh, so the everything that used to be in the foreground moved started moving to move into the background, and then this background of context moved to the foreground. My attention and interest lost interest and attention in things, and gained interest and attention and nothing. Yeah. So and you can't, your, your interest and attention is an, like an infinite reservoir while you're seeing here. You don't lose interest and attention, you just lose it on things. Yeah? The interest and attention is withdrawn from, let's say, certain things. <coughs> Where does it go? Usually the mind and the conditionality places it back on other things. But can you imagine if you could just let it go, let it get withdrawn from things, and then let, let it seek its own little where it wants to go. You may be surprised what you start attending to and interested in. And that's the revelation of life. Yeah? Your interest and attention will bring you revelations of life. And maybe you'll start seeing the new. Yeah? you got plenty of interest to deal with things during the day. But to, the, uh, it's really nice when it's freed from the slavery of this thing. You know, if you're identified as this, most of your interest and attention is whirling around this all day. Yeah? It's like, this is the planet Paul, and all your interest attention is, is in orbit. And you believe the interest attention is what's driving you crazy, it's only because of the thing it's interested in attending to. Yeah. That same interest would be the sense of being free, if it was free from this bondage to this planet Paul. And it would just be released from the orbit, and then it wouldn't be interested in attending to a lot of no Yeah start Just like in Japanese art, when it's very minimalistic, they show a leaf with a lot of space and no leaf. Yeah, they're attempting to intimate the context while you're looking at things. Get the sense of a presence of nothingness while you're busy looking at things. You know, they use art to do it. And, you know, those sand uh, gardens and like that. They're attempting to flip you out a little bit, like your perceptual little saddle, so that your mind can see nothing instead of being so engaged with things all day. Get sense of the presence, you know? So, like Michelangelo, and he saw the Michael in a big thing of granite, you know? A different way of seeing, it, and which enlivens your life and maybe not deadens it so much. When it's always thing to thing, it becomes very dead, you know? Doesn't it? Things. You've tried every possibility, you've. you've gone with 5 years of Stalinist plans on how to be happy many, many times. You've listened to the great Greek oracle, and and it's just really, you're sort of empty from it, you know? It's sort of boring. Another fucking thing, you know? Another fairy princess, another this. It just goes on and on and on and on and on. on. Seeking, like St. Francis says, it says, what's looking is what you are looking for. What's looking is not a thing. What's looking, I would say, is no thingness. And that's what you as a thing is looking for. And that's why you're having the trouble, because you as a thing is not a thing. You is no thing. <laughs> it's very difficult for no thing to take yourself to be a thing to find no thing again. Why not just take the middle man and woman out? You're not a thing, and then no thing would be seeing no thing. <laughs> but you're the middle person. I'm going to get this deal done, Paul. We're going to go on another, my like 50th retreat. Yes, we're going to do another month long. This time it's going to have tantra, vegan, a little meat at the end, silent, and then proof uh, therapy. We've got to throw it all in there. Something's got to work. Yes? So don't worry. I'm going to give you an experience of no this. Okay, thank you, my great oracle. Why not cut out the middle man and woman? And then you say, what's looking is what's looking for? Just take the you out. So, how can what's looking, if it's what's looking for, not find what's looking? <laughs> the place where it goes to sh- goes off the trail is when it's, there's a you. Yeah? What's looking now is what you are looking for. That's a form of blindness, isn't it? That's why you, no matter how much you look, can never find what's looking. Because every moment of you looking for is what's looking <laughs> it's so beautifully clean and immediate. That's the point, immediate. You may have to do things here, whatever your predilections are. Maybe you'll work with stone, maybe you'll ride bikes, maybe you'll have lovely sex, maybe you'll do meditation, maybe you'll do service to people. Those are just ways of it expressing, you know, which it's now attempting to do. It wants. To, it seeks expression like everything else does. Like in The Course of Miracles, they would say, love nature is to extend, you would, could say that is like a seeking expression. Yeah. So love, when it's freed up from the love of self, yeah, it can want to extend. So it seeks expression. So you may find expressing it in a beautiful, lovely, ideal, simple lifestyle. You may still be really freaking busy. Who knows? It doesn't. It's not the form that defines the unformed. It's the unformed that enlightens the form. Yeah. You're not going to define the form, uh, the unformed, with form, but the form will be a, a vehicle of expression of the unformed. Yes. Mm-hmm. So it's a whole lot different. When people used to see saints, they would think that, all right, I'm going to do exactly what they do to get to where they are. But that's not what they did to get there. That's just how that that is expressing. Yeah. So to try to follow the form of the expression to get the, to the formless is insanity, really. I would rather entertain the formlessness, and then you'll seek your own form. Yeah? You'll do it in, quote-unquote, your way. Yeah? Even if it looks like every other one's way, it'll still be, in a sense, uniquely your way. Because this is the loveliness of it. It's incredibly unique, even though it's not personal. But it's incredibly unique, because all our camera lenses are built in a certain way. Undifferentiated light is coming through and differentiating. It's still going to keep doing that, but if there's a sense of being the undifferentiated light, it puts a different flavor to the light when it refracts. Yeah. Yeah, it's sort of like a hologram. You see the whole in the part instead of thinking the part is the whole. You know what I mean? You'll see the whole in the parts while you're trucking around. You'll get a sense. Everything will intimate, like they say in the Sufism, the Beloved, yeah? You'll see the Beloved everywhere. Not in form, but as form, yeah? Yeah. These are all possibilities, but they're not a possibility for you. <laughs> you'll study and study and study and nothing will happen. But you'll think something's happening you got to keep going, you know. <laughs> but, in a sense, I read a book once, a, tri- a Buddhist magazine called Tricycle, and uh, it was like years ago, and I read it, and there was a thing about this meditation teacher, and he'd been teaching people for 35 years or something, and he noticed a flock of these people that he'd been with were coming to him saying, you know, nothing's actually changed. <laughs> in 35 years, I said... Get off the dead horse. (laughs) Get off the dead horse. It's not on the trail. (laughs) I mean, that's all I needed to hear. okay, I don't think I'm going to practice that. (laughs) I think I can learn from these other people. You know what I mean? But now say if you sat with entertaining this or do your rocks entertaining this it will, you'll see them differently they'll hear differently and other people will probably see something in them they can't put their finger on but there'll be an appreciation and that's like the intimacy of the unknown you know it's coming into expression and people get touched by it they may not be able to put their finger on it but they get touched by it yeah. and it's sort of like all these taps on the shoulders and no one knows who it is the ones who are lucky do know who or what it is. It's not a who. But they do. They're in on the joke, and it's really great then. But even if you're not, just getting touched by it, the mind's waking up. It's coming out of this doldrum of selfing and so on. See? Other possibilities, yeah. And none of them will be really construed or contained in time. Even though they play out in time, you won't be thinking like, you're doing this to get somewhere. And when I get there... It's gonna be different than it is now <laughs> because of Planigatsu. You know? That whole that whole formula is, <laughs> is gone. You're just this is the seat assignment, you're just showing up and doing what's what's on offer. Yes? It's like musical chairs. There's no name tag on the seat assignment. It's not your seat assignment. It's a seat assignment. Yeah, the music may start. You may have to get up. You can go. Don't take my seat. <laughs> it's not your seat, bro. Either you just walk around. You end up in another seat. No one is done. There's no sign. My seat. <laughs> so. <laughs> yes. Any questions today? Jack had a good nap today. Happy to see this has great effects. People have some of the best sleeps they ever had. Come to the meeting, Jeff in New York City seems like a baby. And he loves it too. He's totally burnt out in his job. He comes out of the meeting, and he feels totally refreshed. Didn't hear a word that was said, but he got in there and he went, yeah. No, right. we'll pass the basket. Uh, Is everyone happy? they want more? Want more? <laughs> A lot of times you go to things, and there's such an ingredient in time there. Yes, you believe that this message, if you if you make it like an intensive, is going to produce it more. It's a message. A message. Is I don't have to. I don't send you a 50-page message. I say, meet me for dinner. It's not like, why you should meet me for dinner? <laughs> it's just like meet me for dinner, you know, or an invitation. Hey, eight o'clock. You know, this place. It's not like, all right, we're going to have a 12-hour invitation. You it's sort of like you can't increase its value by adding time. It's a timeless solution. Yeah? Yes. Yes, yeah, so that's what we said in the beginning. You know, the original, well, let's say the prior addiction is to selfing. Mm-hmm. So I said in one of my talks a long time ago, everyone is recovering from something because that that initial one spawns a lot of other needs for relief, which turn into addictions. And it goes on and on and on and on and on and on. And on. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so like Dracula is very willing to go hunt for vampires, with you. Yeah, as long as his position is not dressed, he'll kill other vampires like crazy. But So you'll be really busy trying to get out of something that you're not inherently in. Yeah? And it'll sound very noble and you'll get a lot of agreement that it's the right thing to do. But it just swans into another addiction and another addiction and another addiction. When you get to the first knot and that knot loosens up, it affects a chain reaction in all the other knots of life. And then you'll know it by its fruits, so to speak. You'll see you're onto something. I mean, the real solution is satisfaction. If there's a sense of being satisfied in life, then the dissatisfaction doesn't have like a, f- a foundation to riff on. Yeah. If there is seemingly a hole or an emptiness, then it can riff like crazy. Yeah, that's what it does. But if that, if so, you know, there's a lot of exotic forms to how to get satisfied, but a lot of them produce dissatisfaction. Yeah. But satisfaction is the best solution to dissatisfaction. You're satisfied. You'll know. You'll see the fruits of it. You'll probably chill out quite a lot. <laughs> Your striving will become like a walk. You know what I mean. Your pursuit of happiness will be, be very relaxed. You know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. The whole, all the little anxiety-driven, agitation-driven movements will chill out, and that's a form of you know. It downloads and it verifies itself. You know. It doesn't. You don't have to read scriptures if you like to. That's fine. You don't need 800 pages from the 1200s to verify what's going on. You've got the gut to know. You can see it, and that's that. You know? you sense the presence. and then uh, yeah. so, I can't find the, We're the basket. I'm going to ask one. a oh, oh, no, this is pretty good. I've, coffee. I've never used one of these before. <laughs> We're very, very organized little sort of cult. We don't even have a basket I can bring through use ever on hand, coffee urns, or, yeah, what's up. Jack, how you doing that that? Oh, doing great Community Unity Day. Oh, today's Unity Day? Oh, that's Coordinator. Are you? a coordinator. Are you? Oh, you're, you're a coordinator for the coffee. There you go. gotta get people... <laughs> so, uh, I'm happy to see you again. I'm nice, happy to meet you. Yeah. <laughs> Rua likes it, and Rua's getting a lot out of it, eh? Yeah, yeah that's good. Good. <laughs> that's good. Yeah, I got it. I can see my big side going on here. I'm trying to track you, and I get like, oh, man, I can just go with these batteries. Yeah, that the <laughs> thing in the mess, it's not really the Words, you know, the words are an envelope because everyone's like confronted with a conceptual nail slot, you know, our conditional mind. So, the envelope is concepts, but the message is just energetic and it's already done its thing. You can serve the spiritual subpoena already, so <laughs> you'll be called up into the court of light <laughs> and you'll have to appear. <laughs> yeah, no, seriously. I have total faith in mine. Total faith in it. I've seen, you know, I've sensed mine, and uh, I have total faith in it. I don't think you need to be babied or... or uh, and so it's just an invitation and, and an entertaining. And if you think it's you entertaining and thinking you should entertain more or not, that's self it, Yeah, it's The entertaining is already happening. And it has its own course and, and nothing can stop it. Yes. yeah a thing begotten by no thing cannot affect nothing just like in the course of Miracles says, mind or we're the dreamer of this dream yeah this dream would be a thing yes we're the dreamer of this dream we forgot that we're the dreamer and we've given what we've dreamt every all the power to affect us isn't that what your day is like yes so course would always say perception comes after projection. Projection is first. Mm-hmm. So most people's experience of life is they're perceiving something as real and solid and outside themselves and that has the power to affect them. Yes? That would be the being the dreamer and forgetting it. The course would say well you're the projector of that which is more from the dreamer position. Yes? So if you could wake up and really remember that you are the dreamer, then just like if you're, in a, if you're dreaming and there's a tiger in the dream, it's gonna scare the Jesus out of your dreamt object, whatever you're taking yourself to be in the dream. And now you can read books and everything like that, but the presence, even in the memory of the presence of the tiger is gonna cause a little bit of anxiety, yes? But what happens when you wake up and you realize it was a dreamt tiger? Are you afraid anymore? No. Yeah. Yeah. So it's the same tiger, it's just seen in a different light. We're not trying to get rid of the tiger. Just see it in a different light. yeah. And if you do, and it starts initiating a traveling lighter, during your days, you're on to something. Just let the entertaining go on. Don't Watch the mind trying to claim it and make it into something. Because mind's always trying to make something out of nothing. We just like to leave nothing alone. <laughs> nothing will produce the biggest something in your life. And all the somethings you've acquired have really added up to nothing, haven't they? This is a shift. You get a whole lot of something out of nothing, but you got to leave it alone. The mind wants to put its tentacles on it and claim it and make it... This reminds me of someone or... I've read something like this and all that sits trying to claim it and neuter it. Just let it in, because you have no choice, it's already in, you heard it. <laughs> it's already too late, he came to this meeting. So it's already in there, it'll do its thing and it produces some nice evidence, entertainment. Uh, it's not a draft or anything. I mean, when there's no army where I got three stripes and you you start out with one. You know, none of this. No hierarchy. There's no... Uh, there's no... Like, subscription. you got to go to at least eight intensives for the year, the state, and the cult, or whatever. <laughs> or bring five people a month to the meetings. None of this. It's just a humble invitation, like a mailman. You, know, you don't follow a mailman over you just get what he gives you. <laughs> I don't want you to come with me <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I like my life, <laughs> the way it is. <laughs> just inviting, inviting, and actually, it's is worked. I've seen it in a lot of people in the room, and Craig and everyone, it's Mike, and Jeff. Deb. So it's working. Yeah. And you're the and you're the only one who can believe that you can do something about it. Yes. You can't do something about it, but if you believe you can, it will seem like you did do something about it. But you cannot do anything about it. So get your grubby little hands on it. And let it be nothing. Keep it nothing. Don't
1: make it something.